There's no take two. There's no just a little more purple. Warts and all, you've downloaded the VO Radio Show. Welcome to the VO Radio Show for yet another week. My name's Andrew Peters, and in Sydney, Robbo. The voice for the voices. This is the VO Radio Show. How have you been? I've been all right. You've been um, you've been doing the uh, the NBN tussle. I understand the NBN tussle for anybody overseas. It is our national broadband net- network, uh, which is uh, fibre optic to the node and then good old fashioned copper to the house. If you are, if you're not an Australian, you'll understand how much we get ripped off when I tell you that uh, for about a hundred dollars Australian on my cell phone account. I get uh, seven gigabytes of data a month plus unlimited phone calls around Australia. I was talking to a friend of mine who's recently moved to LA the other day. She pays $100 US for her f- her cell phone contract and gets unlimited data, unlimited calls anywhere in the world and unlimited SMS. So, um, yeah, yep. we do get a little hard done by down here. We do, and I don't understand why, but anyway, that's a, another a debate for another, uh, mm. another show, I think. Indeed. But the other thing that's been happening with me this week is I've been uh, sort of doing a bit of housekeeping and uh, scratching my head going, do I really need all this stuff? And I've started to actually offload a few bits and pieces like uh, some microphones and stuff like that. So Mm. today we're going to talk about what do you really need? I mean, we all get a bit sort of when uh, we get into a a gear shop going, Mm -hmm. oh, I love one of those, got to have one of those. But half the stuff you don't need. So what do you need? Robbo, over to you. Well, look, I think it depends on what you need to achieve. I mean, you know, my setup here, um, I have, well, let's start from the beginning. I have a uh, a Mac Pro, uh, a 7.1 Mac Pro, uh, which is running Pro Tools. Uh, I have two 002 boxes that run off that. So that gives me 16 in and 16 out analog plus um, plus the digital. Um, and then I also have uh, an Mbox Pro that hangs off my laptop, which I use for my personal stuff, but I use that for connections like this. This source connection that we're using now, I use that on a separate machine from the Mac Pro just to sort of save um, CPU speed and all that sort of stuff. So, so then on top of that, I guess there's the... Um, there's the three microphones, the AKG that I'm on now. There's the Sennheiser and the Neumann TLM. And um, and then I have the SM58, which I just use for bibs and bobs stuff um, when, you know, quality is not a huge issue. Like on this um, show. And, like on this show. And a <laughs> headphone amp. Um, and that's about it. So when I say about it, I mean that's it. Um, but then, you know, I'm doing work for TV networks um, and radio stations and so forth. Um, if you want to look at the other end of the spectrum, my partner does voiceovers from home. All she ever uses and all she ever needs is one of the microphones. She uses the Mbox connection to my laptop and records on Adobe Audition on there because it's easy for her to understand, just a, a simple little editor when all she's got to do really is clean up the voice tracks and send them. Um, so at the other end of the spectrum, you know, there's, what, $1,500 for the Mbox Pro a laptop, you don't even need a mic pre if you don't want to use one because you can just go straight into the inbox. So, yeah, I mean, a lot of the stuff I do um, ultimately doesn't really get touched. So, in some mm. cases, what I record here and edit here, that's how it's going to be heard. Yeah. So, I've got to be a bit careful about the quality of the, the voice I'm sending out. 
Yeah. Um, if it's going to someone like yourself and you're going to engineer it later, then mm. clean and flat is what we want. But if it's going to be yeah. like in a corporate or a, a client that I know is just going to lay it up on pictures, then mm. I will give them a little bit extra. I, but I'll I don't. I don't compress. Mm. Or very, very rarely. I used to, but I, I stopped doing that. So mm, unless someone needs me to do it, uh, yeah. I never EQ. So mm. basically, um, and in fact, this was something I heard from a, an audio engineer years ago. If you've got a good microphone and you've got a good preamp, you shouldn't need to EQ and you shouldn't need to compress. Because mm. those two, if you pick the right ones, they will do the job for you. Um, yeah. The key thing is like mic placement. So um, mm. we, you know, we mentioned Tim Simons in the last episode. Uh, he was down at my place on the weekend for lunch and came in and moved the mics around for placement. Um, just so I'm working closer to Mike because he likes the voice to be close, Mike, to give it more presence. Mm. Mm. I kind of err on backing off. I don't yeah. really mind because I, the, the noise floor in this booth I, I have here is extremely low. So. I can be quite a bit off mic and not pick up all sorts of ambient noise. So that kind of works. Yeah. Mm. Um, the, the standard kit for voiceover has always been, if you've got the money, a U87 if you're doing TV stuff and if you're doing promos or radio imaging or whatever, then you use a, a shotgun like a 416. Mm. I rarely use the shotgun. The only time I take my shotgun is when I'm going away and I use it in the road case. Otherwise, I will select, and I've got like two mics set up here in, in two chains. It's actually three, three chains and three mics, but I'll probably alternate between two. One will be more crisp, and that will be perfect for radio, because I know they're going to compress the hell out of it. Mm. Um, but if it's going in for like TV promos, where the compression's nowhere near as aggressive as radio, then I will use something that's got more tubey sort of warmth to it, um, which is kind of what I'm using now, actually. So that's what I have. And then outside, of course, there's so it's two mics, two preamps, basically a sound card, a decent computer, and a, a decent program to record on. So I use mm. Steinberg Wave Lab. Mm. Uh, sound card's an RME, which is built into um, my computer, which is a PC. And there's a few of us that have PCs, surprisingly. Uh, but no, that's well, it's actually interesting because I. The thing about the PC is you can do all this stuff to it and you can ha actually mod it to what you want. And there's a guy here, uh, which is A-A-V-I-M. He's based in Melbourne, a guy called Vin. He actually builds ground-up computers on PC platform for video and audio. Once you go Mac, you'll never go back, though. Well, I've got a Mac as well, which I take <laughs> on the road. But I, I, look, I like the PC. Um, yeah. But let's be honest, you don't particularly stick to those rules, do you? Because two microphones is certainly not Andrew Peters' limit. <laughs> well, this is true, but I'm trying to be. I'm, tr <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to be sensible. Um, yeah. So yeah, because I, I, look, there's a couple of mics. I'm about three mics. I'm actually going to sell because mm. um, in reality, I, I I probably really only need one, and it's the one I'm using now. Yeah. And if I run this mic through either the Sepatron, which gives it that beautiful warmth, which is I'm using mm. at the moment, or mm. I can run this microphone through either the Grace. Mm. or the LA610. And the LA610 works really well because it still has a little bit of warmth. Um, mm. But if you back it off so you're not driving the, the tubes too hard and mm. bypass the compressor and don't use the EQ, it's actually a really, really nice signal. I like that one a lot, actually. Right. Yeah. I, I think you would – I think for you, hanging on to your shotgun would probably be 
something that you should consider though. I don't know that I'd be going getting rid of that. I would never get rid of that because the other thing about the shotgun is, as you know, in a road case, it's perfect. Mm. It takes up no mm. room. Mm. Uh, mm. It's also directional. So if you're in a, a space that's not perfect, which if you're on the road, guaranteed you won't be in a perfect space, yeah. uh, that will help a lot. Tell me what happens the next time you walk into the into the uh, to the studio store then and see that microphone hanging on the wall and think, mm, must have that. The only thing, look, the only things I would probably ever consider <laughs> is to, to make sure that you have the standard industry kit. Uh, yeah. I don't have a U87. Yeah. Um, and, I, and my shotgun is not a Sennheiser. It's a, it's a Rode NTG3. Mm. You rebel, you? Oh, just a rebel. But, you know, I mean, if I was going to buy anything, I may look at a U87. But then, mm. you know, mm. do I need it? Yeah. It's just that everyone uses a U87, you know. Well, it's just one of those things, I guess. It's a bit like Pro Tools. Everyone uses Pro Tools, I guess, because you know it's, it's out there and it's been out there for a while, and you know it's become a bit of a standard, I suppose. Like the four one six shotgun, I suppose. Yeah. The other thing that's interesting with the U eighty seven is, of course, it's multi pattern. And mm. if you're doing voices, why do you need a multi pattern? You just need cardioid. I mean, I'd never, I'd yeah. never run this as an Omni or Figure Eight. Why would I do that? Yeah. Yep. Look, I, I remember years ago when I started in radio, um, I worked at a station here in Sydney called Today FM and they used to do, the breakfast show used to do a, a comedy sketch every morning, which was like a serial, a radio serial. And there was four or five characters in this serial. And I remember, um, g'day to Richard Monk, actually, who was the engineer at the time on that. And he used to just stick a, um, a U87 up in the middle of the room on Omni and stand all the actors around it and just record everything on one mic. Um, yeah. Well, that, so, yeah. Know, that was in analog days. So panning and all that sort of stuff was difficult and all that if you wanted to do that, but it was just the easiest way to do it. Yeah, and I think that goes back to the AM radio days because, I, you know, mm. we talked about this before, but I remember, well, I've seen some photographs of uh, a radio station in, in Adelaide back in the 70s. Their studio mics were U87s and their production mic were U47s. Mm. And the U47 used to just hang in the middle of the room and everyone gathered around the, the U47. So Where there's a will, there's a way. And also if you have a decent room, you can get away with that kind of stuff. Yeah. Well, that was back in the days when I suppose when radio used to build decent rooms. Yes, exactly. On the, on, the, on the wane as well. We spoke about that last week, so let's not go there. But, yeah. um, but talking, about no, room, talking about rooms though... You know, what, mm. what do you see as a requirement, like a basic, a fundamental for uh, your studio at home? I think you're on the money. I think the more you can reduce that noise floor, if you're doing voiceovers out of your studio, the better. Yeah. You know, I, I record here. I don't, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm working out of a spare bedroom, but I have done some noise retardant things like, you know, I've, I've double glazed windows and stuff like that, but I haven't gone to the extremes of, you know, getting up in the roof and doing stuff and all that sort of stuff. So traffic noise is still a bit of an issue and all that. But for the amount of times that I record here and for the work I'm doing that I do record here, it's not really an issue. I wouldn't want to record a TV program here or I wouldn't want to record a radio special here. Um, If I got a job like that, I would go out and just dry hire a studio. But if you're doing voiceovers for a living, besides becoming a complete pain in the butt, having to stop every time a plane goes over or a truck goes by or the dog next door barks, you, I think you're doing yourself more of a favour by, by investing in that than anything else. And also, obviously, the, the quality of the product that you send out at the end of the day is going to be much better as well. So, Yeah, and look, I've, I've built a couple of these over the years, as you know, 
Um, mm. I did make one mistake with this current booth, um, which is not really a major issue, but it's just a bit um, of a nuisance more than anything. And that is, I instead of having a, an air sealed door or double doors mm. with an airlock, mm. which I've done previously, mm. I... I've been going to studios in Melbourne, and one studio or two studios in particular use sliding glass patio doors with an airlock. Yeah. yeah. So I thought, well, instead of the airlock, I'll just get double glazed ones, and I put in a you know a sliding glass door. So you basically one portion of this booth is two great big sheets of glass. Yeah. Uh, the problem is there's no airlock, and it does actually leak. Right. Uh, okay. Which is a drag. So the, you know, look, there's a couple of things I can do with that. I can either build an airlock and put another set of sliding doors in there and that should alleviate that problem. Mm. Or there, or I can actually do the whole room um, to stop any noise getting into the, the major part of the room. Mm. Um, but your studio's down the back of your house, right? It's in your backyard somewhere, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's an outbuilding, yeah. So it was actually, yeah. it's a, you know, a, a garage that I've uh, converted into a studio and an office. So you're removed from a lot of road noise and all that sort of stuff to begin with. So you're sort of coming from a good place anyway, yeah? Yeah, but the thing is, it's actually near the front of the house. So it's to the side of the uh, house and it, it's onto a road. And yeah. as you know, I live in a in a spot down by the coast, which is, unfortunately, or great for us, uh, is a tourist destination. Mm. So we get quite a lot of traffic, you know, Winnebago's and things going down our street, heading down to the to the beach. Yeah, yeah. But it's just that one frequency, it's that really low frequency that's an yeah. absolute bitch to get rid of. You just, I don't know how you how you do it. Well, roll off on your mic is one place to start, I guess. Yeah. Um, and we spoke about that last time. Look, you know, at the end of the day, those really low frequencies, by the time, you know, someone puts stuff together, they're going to get lost in the mix anyway, luckily. So yeah. it's not a huge issue, but... Um, if you were doing, if you're doing it for a spot that had to be cold voice with no music, then then yeah, it's um, you're right. It can be a pain in the ass. Yeah, yeah. And the, and the thing that the last place I uh, had a studio, the last house I lived, was actually on the flight path. But that that booth <laughs> was so good, <laughs> it was quite amazing. Uh, yeah. Didn't it? Never heard a thing. Not a thing yeah. in there. It was incredible. I should have actually uh, just done a complete rip off of that. That, uh, that that booth. <laughs> they picked it up and moved it. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> but uh, the idea was there. I got it. I got it right, but I just didn't quite get this one right. But having yeah. said that, look, I, I've worked in professional studios where I've heard noise. Oh, and um, I, you know, more and more these days, I think you know the the quality of noise retardation in studios is being left behind. I mean, the only the only studio that I can think of that's been built within the last twenty years in Sydney. Uh, is a place, a place called Take Two in North Sydney. Um, and Greg Crittenden, the guy that owns that place, he spent millions. Um, you know, he's got sand in between the wall panels and, you know, every little thing, every little trick you can think of to um, to stop the noise. And it's it's dead quiet. I mean, you, you close the door to the voice booth there and you drop a pin and, you know, you can record that sound. Yeah. You know, that's how good it is. But, um, you know, there's other places and I'm, I won't, no names, no pack drill, but, but, you know, TV production houses where I've been to freelance and had to record a voiceover and, and they just opened up a microphone in the middle of the studio and in walked the voiceover talent and did their thing and left again. And, and the room is, is just an office. It's just an office space mm. that you're working in to begin with. So, you know, someone sneezes two offices down, you've got to go, oh, sorry, mate, can we do, do, can we do that again? And this is, you know, this is not a small production house. This is a production house that has international offices and all sorts of stuff and that's what they think 
audio deserves. <laughs> you know, yeah. So, so you know, it's it, uh, that's 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 the thing that it, that's the interesting thing about these discussions for me is that you talk to the little guys, like the people who who do voiceovers from home or the people who do their production from home. They're bending over backwards to do everything they can to pull the best possible sound out of their room. Yet the big players. Um, more and more, audio is becoming, you know, the, the the poorer cousin to the video. Or financial constraints, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, it, it, it's, it's just it, these discussions interest me and I, I love hearing from listeners when they email us and, and sort of, you know, have their say on this as well because, you know, it, it is the little players that are, that are really the ones out there doing the hard work to, to sort of get an end result that sounds great. Based on that, I wonder what the future is going to look like. I mean, will it be more and more of people like us working from stu- our own studios at our houses or, you know, I, I, I don't know. What do you think? Well, we dipped our toe in this subject a little bit last week, didn't we? And I, I, I sort of think that eventually it will go that way. Um, but I think it's up to us to go out and sell it as the next step, if you know what I mean, because we, we, we are perceived as, you know, not being up to scratch, which is funny when you think about what we just talked about, about, you know, an office space being used as a recording studio, um, you know, yet when you go to them and say, I can do the stuff from home for less than you're paying to do it here, and they scoff at you and go, well, you know, why would we use a home studio? Um, <laughs> exactly, so, you yeah. know, yeah, so I, I, think you've got to, I think you've got to sell yourself a little bit, you know, and get out there and, and, and do it. I, I think eventually it will. I mean, I, I can't see it going any other way. Because t- technology is going to make it so simple to do this, um, and you know, you've just we've just talked about you getting onto the NBN today. Now, to give people who aren't based here in Australia an idea, I'm on an old ADSL two connection. I get five megabytes of upload speed. Now, Andrew was just telling me before we started recording today that his new NBN gives him twenty five megabytes of upload speed. Now, the difference in quality that you can send and receive with that amount of bandwidth is, you know, unfathomable. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think, you know, I mean, you're almost, you know, ISDN is almost redundant now for you. You know, if you, if once people start getting onto Source Connect and these other programs that are out there to, um, to send and receive voice in a live situation, um, I, I can't see it going any other way. I think, I think studios have to start opening their door to that sort of stuff because more and more voiceover talent are going to be going, well, I don't need to be in Sydney paying ridiculous amounts of money for a mortgage and paying $50 in tolls to get to a session. I'm going to go move to the, to the north coast, put my feet up in Byron Bay, and if someone wants me, they can you know, give me a call and I'll be online in 10 minutes. Yeah, exactly. ISDN still used quite a lot in the US and it's preferred mm. by some networks because they don't want uh, viruses getting into their systems, basically. Mm. Mm. I mean, to me, that's easily fixed. You just have a dedicated, you know, lines coming in and dedicated computers doing that stuff. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, but that seems to be a bit of an issue. And the other thing that I do hear a bit is that people have the odd issue with Source Connect with uh, dropouts. Um, so we should actually get Robert Marshall back on and go through that. But I, I do hear that a bit and they, and they sort of go, look, just go ISDN. It's not going to drop mm. out. So Yeah, see, look, I, I, um, when I, I just rebuilt the studio here a couple of weeks ago um, and I had sitting on the shelf in the garage um, a CDQ2000, which I've actually put in the rack. I mean, I don't have an ISDN input into the into the house at this stage. I threw it in the rack only because I was, A, worried about it sitting in the garage collecting dust. 
more than anything. But, you know, I've, I've, over the last couple of weeks I've thought on and off about connecting it. But, you know, for me the usage of what I would need it for outweighs the cost. I pay for my ISDN just for anybody in Australia or outside of Australia. I pay a monthly line rental fee of $100 mm. a month to have ISDN yeah. lines. Yeah. And basically I've probably used them three times in the last year. Yeah. But the trouble yeah. is I got caught once. This was years ago. I came back from the US. Um, I just scored a job with ESPN. Mm. Uh, I flew back in, got to my studio uh, in Melbourne. They wanted my ISDN numbers. I didn't have ISDN then and ultimately lost the gig. Oh no! Because I had no ISDN, yeah. but that was like yeah. a that was a you know a promo gig for uh, uh, ESPN. ESPN. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. therefore, yeah. you know, I've spent the money, um, set up ISDN, and uh, and then nothing. <laughs> I never get the call. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, there you go. I mean, we you know the, the whole premise of this show was to talk about you know what do you actually need. Um, you know, I suppose you could say there that you actually you you probably actually do need an ISDN box. Um, I probably don't. You don't. No. And the only reason I've got it here is just that I don't want to miss out on that gig again. I mean, yeah. it better be a good one by the time I get it for the amount of money I've spent just <laughs> keeping the lines going for years. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, I just don't want to lose something like that. Mm. You know, well, I so. suppose the other question is, do you want to buy a CDQ2000? No. <laughs> I have a Telos Zephyr. Ah, right, there you go. Yeah. But, uh, but for you, like Source Connect's perfect for you. Yeah, Source Connect is great, especially um, you know if the talent can record at their end. Um, I, I I will I will record here um, what comes down the line um, because the quality is fine. But yep. um, nine times out of ten, I'll get the talent to send the file from the other end, only because it hasn't been digitally compressed. Um, you can go for the Source Connect Pro, and I th- I've got a funny feeling you can actually put the Q Manager onto standard. You just pay an extra mm. bit of money for the Q Manager. But the okay. Q Manager, we should probably get Robert back on to talk about it, but the Q Manager, from what I remember, um, actually delivers packets of audio following uh, the session. So as like yeah. uh, currently we're on Source Connect, as I'm talking yeah. to you, you're getting this sort of lesser file that you're listening yeah. to in real time. Yeah. Uh, but coming right behind that down the line are the packets of the, you know, WAV file quality. Um, yeah, right. audio yeah, yeah, and yeah. it replaces it automatically so at the end of the session basically as it's wrapping up all the audio gets replaced via it's with the key manager yeah mm. interesting yeah it's definitely um it's and, and that's what i mean when we're you know going back to that conversation about where's it where's the industry going i think i think it's naturally going to go there because there's going to be no argument left from the studios or from the production houses to say you actually need to come in you know, you want to see me? Fine. Open a Skype connection while we're, you know, while we're talking, while we're recording on Source Connect, you know, if you really need to see me. Um, you know, you want me to get the fresh scripts? Well, email them, you know. I've got the, I've got the fresh scripts, you know, as soon as you do. Um, yeah, and the other thing, like I don't have paper in here anymore. So I'm, yep. I'm sitting here with an iPad. And yep. so if you want to send me a, you know, make a change, send a new script, you yep. just email it, I open it, it's there immediately. That's right. And the, the only place that it becomes difficult uh, that I can see is if they want you to work to vision. Um, but having said that, you know, the way technology is moving and the, the, the speed that we're starting to drag out of the, the World Wide Web, it won't be long until you can stream that down the line too. Yeah. Well, I think you probably already can with mm. IPDTL, but I'll have to check that out. Yes, you can with IPDTL. I tried it though and it's a little bit laggy. 
Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's not not the greatest. So yeah. um but having said that, you know, the way the ways that you can work around that is you can actually just do a stereo mix of, you know, everything else, the music, the sot and everything else. Um, if their voiceover really needs to sit into a space, send them the stereo mix and they just record to that so that you know that the voiceover is sitting in the space where it's supposed to sit. Yeah, but like for me, if I'm source connecting or ISDN from here, which I've done a couple of times uh, when I haven't been able to get into town for various reasons, mm. Uh, mm. they're working to pictures at their end. So they're, they're actually just taking the audio as I'm, as I'm yes. reading and yep. laying it up, you know, as they would if I was sitting in the booth. The, right. the only slight issue is that, you know, there's that bit of latency that you don't have when you're in their booth. Mm. Um, but I'll be curious to see what happens now I'm on the NBN, whether that latency is reduced dramatically. Because quite, quite frankly, so. I, I'm not hearing any latency at all at the moment with you. No, no. Well, compared to when we've recorded before, you, it's um, it's pretty much short and sharp. Yeah, I can't. Like, tightening up. Yeah, nothing in there at all, yeah. <laughs> Which is great. I can't wait to get on it here. Unfortunately, though, the way, um, the way the Australian government's decided to roll it out is from the rural areas to the city centres. So, unfortunately, we're sort of one of the last on the list that will see it. But um, one day... One day, you know, the dream will happen. The dream, <laughs> the dream will come true. No, I'm, yeah, that's I'm, very timely, considering yeah. the Olympics are happening right now. Exactly. But I, look, I'm, I'm curious to see how it plays out, but just the fact that I just uploaded a, a 30 meg file and it was done in a minute, uh, yeah. I kind of went, okay, I'm kind of liking this already. Yeah. See, the last place I lived, I was on cable um, internet, which, you know, was, was basically optics all the way. Yeah. Uh, and it rocked. You know, it was so fast. And then I had to come back to ADSL2 and was pulling my hair out, you know, trying to send a, a 200 meg file, uh, you know, uh, across the web and having to wait 20 minutes for it to upload. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was just a nightmare. But that's the way it is in Australia, unfortunately. If you want to do business here, that's what you've got to work with for now. Indeed. So mm. back, to the, uh, back to the first question we asked, what do you need? Mm. Uh, mm. For me is a good microphone, a good preamp, a good sound card, a program for your computer, a laptop, maybe uh, an iPad if you don't want to use paper for your scripts, and then make sure you have a booth that's treated well so you get you know, yeah. a nice noise floor and a, a well-controlled acoustic environment. For me, the two major ones are exactly that. For me, the two major ones are a good, good room that's fairly quiet and a, and a great microphone. For, for me, the pre in the middle... You know, unless you get, unless you you know really cheap out on what you buy, um, you know, a preamp's not not the end of the world. But I, I think if you start with a great sound, like from a decent microphone, and you are in a room where it's quiet and there's no external noise, I think you're ahead of the game. You know, if you really wanted to get down to the tin tacks, yeah, I reckon that's that's the that's the place to start. Spend some money on a microphone. Spend some money on your room. It's interesting, I read something yesterday about microphones and it, they, the guy who was writing the review said there are three different kinds of microphones. Ones that are cheap, you know, like super cheap. Mm. And really, if you're a professional, you'd be very lucky to find something that actually is going to do the job for you. Mm. There's the middle ground where they kind of microphones that are coloured to service a certain aspect of the industry, mm. Mm. which could be drum overheads, voice, vocal, guitar, whatever. Mm. And some of those microphones, incidentally, will be better than the top-line microphones at one thing. Yes. But he said the top-line top microphones, they may not be the best at one thing, but mm. they'll be damn good at everything. Mm. You know the microphone I use the most is <laughs> it's, it's plastic 
it cost me about $10 at the $2 store down the road. I use it at least once a week when I need that sort of tinny background noise or PA sound or whatever. Yep. <laughs> it's, 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 it's actually just got a, a, um, a half-inch jack on the end of it, so I plug it into the DI input of my drama. Yep. <laughs> and it sounds like crap, absolute crap, but... <laughs> When you put a bit of a telephone EQ on it, a bit of delay, a bit of reverb, it gives the best PA sound <laughs> that I've ever come across. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so I mean, you know, that's the thing. You, you find the mic that does the job that you need it to do, and um, and and away you go. And don't do audio books with that microphone, for God's sake. No. Well, I thought about using it on the show once, but you know, I didn't yeah. think you'd be too happy about that. <laughs> no, wouldn't be happy at all. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So anyway, and uh, if you if you're looking for a, a, a what I consider probably one of the best voiceover microphones uh, is the um, the M930, the Gefell. So you're one of these pretentious voiceover artists that walks into the studio with their own microphone. Is that it? Is that what you're telling me? It'll happen. One day you'll be, well, look, like we said, one day you'll be working from home. It'll be completely up to you. Well, pretty well. Like, I, as I said before, I, I reckon at least 90% of my work I do from here. Mm. Yeah, which is great. Uh, certainly different from 10 years ago where I probably did you know, 1% of my work from home. Yeah. Well, what are we up to? We're up to August. Uh, So for the last eight months, I've done all my work from here too. There you go. Christmas was the last time I went out anyway. So, yeah, so, you know, I guess we've answered our own question there really, haven't we? We have indeed. Where where it's heading. I think we've probably proved that um, it's not just heading there. We're probably almost there. And, you know, if look, if you're setting up at home for the first time and you're thinking, oh, you know, it's a big investment, use people like us. We've we've done some stupid things and we've done some really clever things. Mm. So get rid of the stupid stuff. Don't don't go down that road and just, mm. you know, take on board some of the things we've talked about today. And if you have any questions about setting up at home, drop us a line and we'll uh, we're happy to help. Mm. And if you have any um, if you have any questions or ideas for shows that you'd like to hear us do too, make sure you drop us a line as well, because um no, we're always trying to f- stay a step ahead and think about what people might want to hear about. So um, if you've got some ideas, throw them at us. Yep, exactly. Beautiful. Well, I reckon that could be uh, just about another show. I reckon you might be right. Uh, so you can wake up now and go and make a cup of tea. In a world. In a world where only the best voice will do. Realtimecasting.com. I've got some pies waiting for me for lunch. I better oh, go. Get out. I'm hungry. The VO Radio Show is produced in the studios of Voodoo Sound. Radio. TV. Sound design. Find it all at voodoo-sounds.com.